visiting with our Shap of the Week, it's Aiden Ponce, starting defensive tackle. Is there a less selfish position on the football field than starting defensive tackle for the Westlake Chaparral's, Aiden? Besides uh, PAT guards, I don't think so. <laughs> I look at your journey. Taven Brown is one of those guys that, that comes through an organization. You kind of go, who's the guy that's in the middle of this defense? Because we talk a lot about defensive ends. We talk a lot about the guys that make the plays in the backfield, the guys that get the tackles for loss, the guys that get the sacks. What we don't talk about a lot is the guys that plug up the middle. What's one of the things that you learned from Taven watching him the last couple of years, playing his position and then getting some rotation into the game last year? What was that experience like for you? The one thing I really learned from Taven, which carried over to this year, was being selfless no matter what position what play it is be selfless that really like carried over to this year and that was our whole model for the d-line this year was be selfless when you play with guys that that haven't played together i i take it back to the spring game i was a fly on the wall and i actually got a chance to kind of record coach vasek and he said look i like where we are but we don't know each other yet what i'm looking forward to is the summer where y'all get to know each other it's a conversation that I know you remember, and oh, yeah. I know you remember hearing those words because the one of the largest questions coming into this season was the defensive line. What were those conversations like over the summer and, and during fall camp where you had discussions about what kind of a defensive line you were going to be? After the last season with all the great players that we obviously had, and there's a whole other team. There's a whole different dynamic of what we need to grow into. Me and a few other the D linemen returning and some of the bring up from last year, uh, we all got together and really game plan together of like where we want to be and what kind of coaching we expect. And honestly, Coach Vosick has done a real good uh Real good job of never lowering the bar from last year to this year. He he expects better things out of us this year than he has out of every D-line he's had. I think it's unique also to take that and say, look, we know what we were able to do and accomplish with this personnel. And obviously people individually have gifts. They have strengths. They have weaknesses. Part of the job as a coach, but also part of the job as a player, especially a senior on this team, is to recognize, well, we can't be this person. We can't be Nick Hogan. We can't be Taven Brown. But we can be this. And if if we put my skills as a defensive lineman with your skills as a defensive lineman and then your skills, now we have something that may look different, but the results are the same. What are some of the things that you know you do well as a defensive lineman? Our running joke in the field house is after the Austin High uh, scouting report came out, we kind of got a glimpse of it, and they listed me as a fire hydrant, which, I mean, I can't complain about that. I mean, I'm doing my job. I'm just doing the run game. That's my favorite. I love I love colliding every play with the people across the line and trying to help my other teammates get a tackle rather than it just be me and be selfish. We talk about Byers Petty and Jacob Leopold, and we see guys like Will Courtney making a play. Well, it all kind of started with you. You know, if you do your job up front, which nobody really sees, you know, first of all, it's not so much nobody really sees it because they're not paying attention. Everybody's watching the ball. But when, you know, you're 5'9 and hanging out with dudes that are 6'7, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. hard to find. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and at the end of the day, Aiden, I know it's about being selfless, but I also know that it's about maintaining your physical presence. It's, it's not only killing the will of your opponent, but it's also making sure that you know you make the other team aware of your presence on the field. Regardless of your stature, that guard knows, that center knows what they're up against. What's your mindset right before the snap? What's your mindset? Playing next to guys 6'7 to my left and 
hang near six seven to the far right. I mean, being my own physical presence is a must. You have to go out there with some authority. So every every game in the locker room, I'm just thinking, I got to impose my physical dominance on this kid. I don't care if he's a senior down to a freshman. I'm treating every guy as I'm about to run right through him. I have beard envy because I'm a 43-year-old dude and I probably could never get what you got. Is wearing the beard and the long hair, is that kind of a signal to everybody that you're, that you're for lack of better terms, a grown-ass man? <laughs> I mean, I try not to think about it like that. I, it really started all during the summer. Before the season started, I told the D-line, I said, hey, I'm not shaving until we lose. So, still growing. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't think I've gotten a haircut since... The week of Bowie was the last time I got a haircut, so I'm just letting it go. You know, for me, I think intimidation is a big part, of, and mental intimidation is also a big part of it. And that's why, you know, I jokingly bring up the beard and the long hair. But when, when you're a guy that, that does what you do, I, I liken it a lot to a catcher in baseball or yeah. a goalie in hockey. It's, it's one of those things where that part of the game might be invisible, but it is so integral to the overall success of what you're trying to get done. I look at your job as something that it's almost like a certain type of crazy. I've been a catcher. You know, you have to go, I like this. I'm 240 pounds. I like going up against 300-pound offensive linemen. I like going up against dudes in practice that are probably the best offensive line in the state. I like the collision. What's it like to love the suck, as I like to call it? It's a grind. It's a it's a physical and mental grind. Many people don't know uh, I have two torn labrums. Just sucking it up and doing what's best for the team. Personal health and mental health is a thing. So if I can take care of myself, I can lay it on the line for other people. So loving hitting people and driving their face mask five yards deep in the backfield, that is what passion's all about for me. So like being physical and just having the drive and knowing that the love for the game between me and the other 11 dudes on the field is the same as the best feeling ever. Coach Dodge and Coach Salazar talk about passion. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, when you're emotional about how passionate you are, injuries are a thing. You know, and I think we go back to that old football adage and really athletics in general. Are you hurt or are you injured? You might be hurt, but you can play. Mm-hmm. And Coach Dodge talks about it all the time. You're in week 14. There's not a healthy team left. When you're in the round of eight and trying to get into the round of four, everybody's banged up. But it's your commitment to raising the stakes mentally a little more, to saying, what can I overcome? To me, that's not just a football challenge. To me, that's a life challenge, Aiden. Oh, yeah. What do you think some of your experiences here at Westlake will teach you for life after being a chaperone? These coaches from varsity all the way down to the freshman coaches have done nothing but teach us how to be men for later on in life. Yeah, they're football coaches, but those guys have so much respect for us, and we have so much respect for them. Them teaching us life lessons, especially after uh, Jackson Coker and Jake Ellinger, they really uh, made us take a step back and value life. If we want to be something great, we got to love each other. That theme of love has been around a long time. I think everybody notices now that mental health is a very big part of the discussion, especially mm-hmm. when you click on an NFL or college game and you see some, some folks openly talking about it. And I think it's okay to, to look back at this time in your life and go, what did we do to help ourselves mentally to make sure that this was a positive experience? So that we look back you know, 20, 30 years from now and say, you know what, this is, this is meaningful. I don't want to look back at the times that I got in trouble at practice or you know, I don't want to look back at the times that coach got on me for something. I want to look back and say, you know what, that was a group of dudes that was not afraid to love one another. You know, this run that Westlake is on right now. But it showed me that love and physicality and toughness and being a man 
can can go hand in hand. Oh, a hundred percent. So uh, Coach Dodge had a speaker not too long ago who was uh, in the movie or inspired the movie Black Hawk Down, and he taught us that if a team loves each other enough and is willing to sacrifice everything for who they love, they're unbeatable. As a team, it's not about oh who's a showboat player, who's making the plays. It's about everybody getting the action and everybody loving each other. Because at the end of the day, what's inside this field house is what we have. I think also the goal board helps that process. As a broadcaster and a guy that likes to tell the story of Westlake football, it is one of the most fascinating things, and I'm shocked. In fact, I just told Coach Salazar earlier in our pregame conversation that I'm surprised that other teams don't adopt this, and it's not a secret. You know, Coach Dodge, Coach Salazar, they go to clinics, they present, they say, look, this is what we do. You know, we get back to the conversation of iron sharpening iron. Yes, we could have made things a little easier on the defensive line. Our goal board could change. We opted and said, no, we're not going to change. This is who we are. What did that mean to you? Shoot, the Westlake defense in general is a legacy. Being a part of that is honestly one of the greatest things you can say coming out of high school, that you're a part of the Westlake defense. So upholding that goal board, it doesn't raise any pressure. It just puts a sense of what you have to live up to. We all just let loose. If there's more pressure on the D-line one week than there is in the other. We love that. We like a challenge. We're not scared to back down and tuck our tails. I think the fact that Coach Dodge and Coach Salazar openly say in front of the entire team and the coaching staff, I'd be worried if you weren't nervous. I'd be worried if you didn't have some anxiety. How do you overcome those pregame jitters? What are you, what are some of the things that you do to kind of get yourself into a mode of, okay, it's time to play? I'm pretty loose in the in the pregame warm-up per se, so it really kicks in right after we do walk the field, right when we put our pads on, that's when it really clicks in, like, I got to go play full speed for 48 minutes. Between now and then, I'm letting loose. I'm having fun. You know, you talk to guys like you, guys like Jaden last week. It's a complete surprise when when you talk to people that are that thoughtful, that are that aware of how much their teammates mean to them. And quite frankly, in this day and age, it's refreshing. Are you guys aware of how different it is inside this field house? Are you guys aware of just how special this is? Personally, I know just because uh, I I went to Bowie my freshman year and grew up in that whole system. So I kind of saw how it was in a different field house and the in the feel of what a football team should feel like. So coming over, it gave me a whole like shock of what Westlake has going on and what the players before me and the players coming, seeing all the investment that the coaches, down to the parents, down to the community, it really is a whole sense of want to be here. At other high schools, I, I hear this on social media all the time that players don't want to play uh, certain teams, which we don't, we don't really care about that. You give us 10 names, we'll play them. We've talked a lot about what team goals are, and we kind of understand them. We understand that district championships are a big deal. You've won that as a senior. We've also understood that practicing and playing on Thanksgiving is a big deal around here. We also understand that wall week is a big deal around here. What's one of the one aspects that you can say, okay, this is something that's going to be a mantra forever for me? Keep your head down and keep going. You can talk all the outside world and all the social media and all that you want, but at the end of the day it comes down to what you do as your job and what your team does as a job. At the end of the day, nobody controls it except yourself. I think the take inventory of things you can control, only you can decide to be great. And I think a guy at your size playing with dudes that are much bigger than you, playing against dudes that are much bigger than you, I have to ask, who doesn't want to go up against you when you go when you guys go good on good? Who's the one that's kind of going, oh, no, I have to go up against uh, Ponce today? I wouldn't say anybody. All those boys are ready to attack at any, t- at any time. So uh, I'd say the one guy that gives me the best look 
every day, day in, day out, is Kale Williams. That dude just does not stop. And even when I'm running 10 yards down the field, he's still on my hip. He's ready to he's ready to block me. So I give him mad props to, I mean, making me better technique-wise and just giving nonstop efforts. So shout out, shout out Kale. But I also think of guys that are getting a lot of playing time this year. And I think about how much playing time you got last year. They're the new you. You've been in their shoes. So when we see Mays and we see Williams and we see Thompson and we see all these guys come in you know way into getting an opportunity to play a lot your advantage is you have to tell them cherish this because you have no idea how much this is going to help you look at me i was you last year do you have, do you have those conversations with those guys oh 100 percent. i kind of take those guys underneath my wing a little bit teach them the ways before the season and during the season and what practice should like and shouldn't be like and how to just give full effort 24-7, and uh, Nick Hogan and Taven really did a good job of that last year. They really brought all the new D-line and bring-ups underneath their wing and just showed them the way. So any way I could show them the way is is doing my job. How big is the D-line text thread now? I heard that that thing is a mind of its own, full of a bunch of people that may not play here anymore but are still very much part of the room. Is that true? Oh, yeah. There's, gosh, I want to say – around 30, 30 people in there, and it's just nonstop from past years all the way down to younger brothers and future D-linemen. I love it. It's it's like a whole family. Well, I think you have a, like a fraternity of dudes that <laughs> totally understand what everybody feels like. We talked a lot about communication with Tony Salazar this week. That communication has to feel pretty good. The fact that it's not just a room for the here and now, that it's a room that you're going to be a part of forever. Oh, yeah, I love it. Coach Salazar's done a great job of uh, involving everybody down from the starters all the way down to the tag team, treating them like they're, they're somebody. So I think having an equal respect for everybody and having them close together is all a coach can ask for. Blake Sabraco was big on impressions. I want to know, does anybody do a good Vasek impersonation? If for- you need a guy to do any impersonation of a defensive coach, go to Brett Mays. <laughs> <laughs> that kid will bust one out on the spot, and it is a hundred percent like accurate. It is the it's the scariest thing. So we have a corner locker, and he will come around the corner just saying a Kurt Vosick impersonation. And I get so scared and just jump up because I think it's him, but it's really Brett Mays. So that boy will bust one out whenever you ask him. I know personal goals are a big thing, and we've talked with pretty much every shop of the week as we visit with Aiden Ponce, about the acceptance of the season and how there is not a pressure, there is not a target. It is something that collectively as a team, you've accepted the task of making history. You understand that this is your head coach's last ride. You understand that that he's technically a senior. And you understand that as a part of that class, you have accepted this role. I think it's created a nice atmosphere. There isn't pressure. I feel like this is something that you're proud to carry. This is a burden you want to run with. Oh, yeah. Coach Hodge has done a, done a great job of just letting us control our destiny, and he's just along for the ride. He's told us in every team meeting that we are the dudes. Part of our uh, uh, game day expectations, we're the dudes. So he understands that this is his last year, and he's done some pretty special things in his career, which props to Coach Dodge and all he's done. So this being his final year and us being seniors just gives us a sense of comfort almost, knowing that he wants it almost just as bad as we do. Do you take the earrings out in practice, or do they stay on all the time? Uh, I take them out for uh, practice. Sometimes I'll sneak them in a lift or two. Is it just a personal style thing? Is it just something that you that, that you enjoy, that you're not doing it for any other particular reason? Or is there a particular reason but why you don the earrings? I got my ears pierced in eighth grade. Some are going into eighth grade. 
I've played baseball since I was three, so I know so many baseball players that rock the earrings and have their style and all that. And my favorite, my top two favorite players were Ken Griffey Jr. and Barry Bonds, best players of all time. You are speaking my language when it comes to the, those two guys, uh, two of the best to ever do it. Number one, but also it's an acceptance of style. It's a it's okay for us to be individuals as long as we're still working for the team goals. And to me, Aiden, that's what that's what playing football in Westlake's all about. You know, over a hundred guys, all of them have different personalities, but it's how those personalities mesh. As a final thought, how does Aiden Ponce mesh? What is that one thing that says, this is what makes me me, and this is why I'm able to do this on a football field? My passion. You look at me compared to Connor Robertson or Ethan Berg or TJ Shanahan. Those are some monsters, but I'm playing against kids of size, and I'm not backing down. I, I love a good fight. I love a good old street fight in the trenches. So uh, I'm there to ball out lay my body out for those guys and see them hold their head victorious every Friday night, which to me, that's the best feeling in the world. He's Aiden Ponce, our Shap of the Week, senior defensive lineman. Thanks so much for doing this. Yes, sir. Thank you.